Wanted to bring this to your attention. Marcel Ozuna of your Atlanta Braves, because I know a lot of you are Bravo fans around these parts. Resigned with the Atlanta Braves over the weekend. Four years, $64 million. That's a good little chunk of change for a guy in a, 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 of Marcel Ozuna's ilk. Ozuna, super talented. Dude is a really, really good hitter. I mean, first weekend of the uh, the season, I saw him take 99 on the black the opposite way off of Edwin Diaz to win a baseball game for the Braves. Or, well, it didn't win the game for them, but it kept them alive because they were down by one and he just oppo-tacoed that sucker right down the right field line. I was super impressive. So Marcelo Zuna as a hitter is is incredible. But he's dealt with shoulder injuries before. He's a two-time All-Star. He has a gold glove, but since he's had the shoulder surgery, his arm really hasn't been the same. He used to have a dynamite arm when he played for the Fish. Two-time Silver Slugger, so you know he can hit. But my problem is, you look at Marcelo Zuna, and you look at his statistics from last year, they were sort of an anomaly. They were sort of like, we've never really seen this before out of Marcelo Zuna. Now, we did see something sort of close to that all the way back in 2017 when he hit 312 for the Fish. His last year there was an all-star. 37 bombs, 124 RBIs. And you think about that all outfield that the Fish had at that point. Stanton in right, Ozuna in left, and Christian Yelich in center. And they couldn't make it work. Unbelievable. And got rid of all those guys. I mean, that's what just what the Marlins do. So you have Marcelo Ozuna, and he had, a, look, an incredible year last year. Hit nearly 340. 18 home runs, 56 RBIs. Those both led the league in those two categories. He also led the league in plate appearances in 60 games. For a team that nearly went to the World Series last year after they blew a 3-1 to lead to the eventual champs, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, the problem with the Bravos was more about their pitching than it was their hitting. And when you're signing Marcelo Zuna, look, if you're going to say, hey, look, he's going to produce something similar to, to that, those numbers, finishing sixth, in the MVP voting, got a silver slugger and was one category away from winning the uh, a, a triple crown in a shortened year. Awesome. That's a great signing. Four years, $64 million. You have until he's 30, uh, 34. That's fine. He's a hitter, right? Let's see. The problem is in 2020, he was your main DH as a Braves player. And as a main DH, he... Only had to focus on his hitting. Didn't really have to worry about going and playing the field. And as somebody who is a pure hitter, when they have to worry about doing both, and somebody who's had success in just being a hitter, you kind of look at a guy like David Ortiz. Now, David Ortiz spent his whole career in the American League where he didn't have to have to play first base unless they were going to, you know, playing some interleagues. Didn't have to play a whole lot of first base. He could just worry about hitting. My... Concern with Ozuna is that if you don't have the DH and he has to go out there and play the field, we've seen him having to play the field in the last couple of years when he wasn't his healthiest, and his years just don't match up to what he did last year. 
So I don't know if this was the best signing if you had a DH, and I think that's what Annapolis was, was, was waiting for. He was waiting to see if Major League Baseball would come to an agreement to get the DH back. Then they'd feel much more comfortable signing a guy like Marcelo Zuna. But without the DH, how great is this move really? I think it could end up hurting the Braves more than helping in the long run.